The Man War Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical, paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manor Podcast. Ooh, I gotta call out all you condom dodgers, pull out punks, and stealth scammers. Go fuck yourselves. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. I mean, just take care of your junk people. I don't think that's too much to ask for. What's up? How you doing? Welcome to my show, where I am currently recording with no pants on. This week's guest is a fellow comedian and podcaster, Natasha Chandel. Uh, she's the host of the Kinda Dating Podcast. Y'all should go check that out. And we got a whole lot more with her in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about a past show date, uh, my Mishawaka, Indiana show. I did a couple weeks ago. And uh, there was a, a fan of the show. She came with her husband. And, and we had we got to talking before uh, the, the show got started. And politics, of course, came up, as it does. And the husband was very quick to say that he's a uh, fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. I asked him when he actually gets to the ballot box, which one of those things takes priority f- to win his vote. He said, you know, he does usually vote Republican. He did vote for Donald Trump. And I asked him, well, what, what, what is a priority of yours that's more of a priority than the civil liberties of your fellow Americans? And he said his wallet. I very frequently on this podcast try to express this concept of voting for other people, fighting for other people, people who are not like you. So I've never apparently uh, shared this sentiment very eloquently. And then I watched Bernie Sanders. uh, I watched his speech in Brooklyn online. Come on now. I'm not going to go get on the subway for a thing, but I will watch it. Um, And at the end of his speech, uh, he closed with this beautiful idea. And it's the same thing that I've been trying to say for quite some time. And I want to play the end of this Bernie Sanders speech um, because it really expresses the thing that apparently I can't say succinctly or as eloquently. So uh, here is Democratic primary candidate Bernie Sanders. Let's take a look around. You're right here at this assembly of people. And if you look around you, what you will find that we have people here of every race, every gender, every gender identity. We have different religions. We have different ethnicities. We have men and women here. We have people who are young and we have people who are old. We are a reflection of the diversity and the strength of the movement that we have built. And it is that movement, black and white and Latino, Asian American, Native American, all of us coming together. It is that movement that is going to transform this country. I want you all to take a look around and find someone you don't know. 
Maybe somebody doesn't look kind of like you. Maybe somebody might be of a different religion than you. Maybe they come from a different country. My question now to you is, are you willing to fight for that person who you don't even know as much as you're willing to fight for yourself? to stand together and fight for those people who are struggling economically in this country? Are you willing to fight for young people drowning in student debt, even if you are not? Are you willing to fight to ensure that every American has health care as a human right, even if you have good health care. Are you willing to fight for frightened immigrant neighbors, even if you are native-born? Are you willing to fight for a future for generations of people who have not yet even been born, but are entitled to live on a planet that is healthy and habitable. Because if you are willing to do that, if you are willing to love, if you are willing to fight for a government of compassion and justice and decency, if you are willing to stand up to Trump's desire to divide us up, if you are prepared to stand up to the greed and corruption of the corporate elite, if you and millions of others are prepared to do that, there is no doubt in my mind that not only will we win this election, but together we will transform this country. Thank you all very much. Now, Bernie Sanders isn't even my guy. That's not even like my, uh, he's not my pick. He's not my bat. He's not my bottom bitch in this, uh, primary, but the sentiment in that, uh, that clip is, is what I think you all should show your family who are not on board with, uh, identity politics, show them this clip and ask them if they will fight for someone who is different from them. And sometimes fighting it can just be, I'm going to cast a vote I wouldn't normally cast because I recognize it will help others more than it will help myself. Just something for y'all to uh, to think on. Okay, uh, kind of show dates right now, people. <laughs> show dates, right? Okay. Um, November 11th at 8 p.m., I'm doing a show in New York City. But it's not stand-up. It's actually nothing I've really ever done before. It's very different from what I would normally do as a performance. But it's also, like, mildly embarrassing. So I'm not going to say what it is. I'm not going to give all the deets right now. But, like, if you want to see me perform at a fairly affordable show on November 11th at 8 p.m. in Midtown Manhattan, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. And uh, I will give you more information and tell you what it is. But... I'd otherwise rather not say. 
Yeah. And you can shoot me an email uh, with your comments, your questions, your booby pictures, uh, your reactions to an episode, whatever you want. Again, the uh, email address is manwhorepod at gmail.com. Okay, and now it's uh, time for another installment of Sex in the Quad with Sophia the Intern. Some of y'all seem to enjoy uh, <laughs> hearing Sophia's voice and and her make her little podcast and debut. We're so proud of her. This time, she went around her campus talking to her fellow students about virginity. I'm going to let Sophia take it from there. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sex in the Quad with Sophia the Intern. I'm Sophia, duh. And this week, you're going to be hearing all the hottest takes about virginity from the fellow college students that I interviewed on my campus. When I was 16, I felt like virginity was just this horrible label that was placed onto me by society, and I just wanted to shed that. So what I did is, of course, like any rational, sane, level-headed 16-year-old, I hopped onto the app called Tinder (laughs) and made myself a little profile. So this happened in China. I just want to say that because the age of consent in China operates a little bit differently. And nothing illegal happened. So just don't even worry about that. You're not my dad. You're not my mom. Thanks. (laughs) For me, virginity was very much something that I just wanted to dispose of. I matched with this guy who was super hot on Tinder. His name was Jonas. He was a German college student living abroad in Beijing for the summer. I went back to his place and we started making out, talking. And then um, we started having sex. And... It felt like very mechanical, like for some reason at 16, I didn't realize that like the act of sticking a penis into a vagina uh, literally felt just like a penis being stuck into a vagina, you know? Now you're about to hear a whole host of opinions about virginity from some of the fellow college students on my campus. So sit down, lay back. I hope you enjoy this segment. Thanks so much. It seems to be something that's just like, oh, it's your first time, but everyone has a first time, and so it doesn't seem like something that we really should focus on. Tell me your thoughts about virginity. I picture, when I think of a virgin, I picture like like someone in like a Roman toga. <laughs> I kind of wish that I was a virgin before I met my current girlfriend. Like when you meet the, meet the person you like love or whatever, then uh, it means a lot more. And then you just want to take everything back because you knew it was meaningless because you didn't love that person. No, I think uh, sex is sex. I mean, cer- certain people place too much weight on it. I feel like it's just something to do. If you've had sex and if you have lots of sex, you're definitely like cooler, more important. Everyone wants to listen to you and talk about maybe, you know, listen to you talk about, you know, how you like conquered that girl or whatever. Virginity is in a sense kind of like saving oneself for ideally who someone else's significant other is going to be. So in my mind, this is a form of sexual purity. What constitutes um, losing your virginity? Like, um, like some people say like oral sex, for example. Some people mean like um, PIV. Mm. Oh, I'm not familiar with PIV. No, oh, I'm not familiar with PIV. No, oh, I'm not familiar with PIV. Uh, this is why we need sex ed in schools, everybody. I think whatever it is to you, for some people, maybe it's just penetration, but I think that's very limiting. 
So do you think that there are different types of stigma for different types and groups of people? Losing your virginity could get you labeled as like a slut or something like that, or a lack of that. You could end up as a prude. It's a hard line to walk without falling into one of those categories. A lot of our view of sexuality, at least for women, is very skewed. A lot of it defines who you are and maybe not in the best of ways. I think it's, I can't decide if it's more important for like men or women. Because I feel like on like a woman's side, it's like, it's supposed to be like more of a big deal. Whereas on like the male side, it's like, oh, like you're still a virgin, like go have sex. So I think like in popular media and that sort of thing, that guy who hasn't had sex is definitely gets made fun of, gets laughed at. You know, if you haven't had sex, then you start to feel like maybe society values you less or you're not as cool as people who do have sex. The Northeast culture is just very, very different from the Southern culture where everything's a little bit like, even if things are going down the same way that they are in the Northeast, like people don't talk about it in the same way that they do here. I think the the stigma is like, for different communities, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. So, you know, for Christian or uh, more conservative communities, it's, you know, you're a slut if you've had sex. But for other communities, it's a prude if you haven't. What was your upbringing like? Uh, both of my parents, I guess, are pretty like sex positive. My mom, my mom probably like t- talks about sex more than like a normal mom does. <laughs> I grew up in a really Christian community, and like my parents are super Christian. My brother is very Christian, and so like virginity and even sex, it's it's just like a very taboo kind of topic. So my mom, for a little bit, was a sex educator in juvenile detention centers, and so I had that talk very early. And my family have always been very open about that. And so it's like me and my mom and my sister in my household. Also, that dynamic brought about very open experience for me as a male uh, to have conversations about that. Um, the lack of maybe a toxic masculinity element in the household atmosphere. My friend John Mark and I, uh, we've known each other for a very long time. So we were both at this party and we were both very drunk. And we decided it would be interesting to try anal sex. We experimented, and we both enjoyed it a lot. This has been Sex in the Quad with Sophia the Intern. Aren't college kids precious? Aww. Good job, Sophia. All right, before we get to Natasha Chandel, it's time for the fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where I like to give a shout out to some of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Oh, we are growing so strong. We are almost at 200 members. Don't you think we can hit that? It would only take 10 more of you at $2 pledged. For us to hit 200 members, I think that'd be pretty cool. And you would get to join the likes of awesome people like Jared Morello, who is uh, apparently, the he was once New Zealander of the year. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, I'm glad you're a fan of the pod, dude. I want to give a shout out and thank you to Amy Taylor. Oh my gosh. She is gorgeous. Uh, she's also what she calls herself a... Uh, an exclusive private model, which is like my new favorite euphemism for that line of work. You go, girl. You're a babe. Thanks for supporting the pod. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Alex. Where'd you go? I miss you so. Your pledge lasted like a day or two, but I'm still thankful. 
but I also can't sing. And thank you to Chad Richards. Uh, Sorry I made you cry, buddy, with that 13 Reasons Why episode, but hey, you know, you and me both, dude. Thanks for pledging. And you too can become a member and join nearly 200 like-minded listeners for as little as $2 per month. Become a member today by visiting patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. And now for this week's guest, Natasha Chandel. Uh, she is the host of the Kinda Dating Podcast. We met up while I was out in Los Angeles a couple months back, and I'm excited to finally share her episode with you. Uh, We talked about a whole slew of things. We talked about the dick pics or lack thereof. We talked about dating advice, safer sex practices, so much. Yeah, did you know lambskin condoms were expensive? Learning new things every day. Let's go kind of date with Natasha Chandel. Time to play Cast That Porn brought to you by HotMovies.com. HotMovies.com is an amazing pay-per-minute porn site. It's both an ethical and affordable way to hashtag pay for some of your porn. So we're going to play a game called Cast That Porn, where I'm going to describe a scene in a porn flick that is currently available on HotMovies.com, and then I'm going to recast it with uh, mainstream personalities that you might be aware of. Uh, so this week, we're, in, in light of the holiday season, we're going to be casting... A very adult Wednesday Adams 3 uh, from Burning Angel Entertainment, directed by Joanna Angel. And uh, every scene actually in this in this porn stars a different porn star as Wednesday Adams. Kind of like when Heath Ledger died in the middle of shooting the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but uh, Terry Gilliam, he decided to shoot the rest of the movie with Johnny Depp, Jude Law, and Colin Farrell playing versions of the same dude that Heath Ledger played. So that way he didn't have to reshoot the whole fucking thing. Uh, So I'm down with the artistic stylings of it. Uh, So his first scene shows uh, one of the Wednesday Adams playing with some skulls, you know, as you do. And then like an older woman, I think it's her roommate, she comes in inviting her out to karaoke to meet new people. And she's a pushy character who thinks she knows what's best for you, so let's just cast Alyssa Milano. You have so much to offer. If I wanted to meet new people, I would astral project myself into the second circle of hell. (laughs) The dialogue in this movie is incredible. And uh, so uh, Wednesday stays in and she actually conjures a man into the room just so she can bang him. And by the way, the guy she has just conjured out of absolutely nothing, you know, he's kind of a clueless but willing. He looks like he had a trust fund until nepotism got him a vague consulting job. Uh, And he's like generically pretty, but not so hot that he can be a household name. I'm just going to cast Matt LeBlanc. Uh, For my listeners born after 9-11, Matt LeBlanc was on a really bad show called Friends, and TV executives have been trying to make him happen for the last 15 years. He's kind of like the fetch of washed-up TV actors. Okay, and uh, and this Wednesday chick, by the way, she's like an innocent Wednesday Adams, as much as she keeps shouting to ram the cock inside her. You know, she's mildly innocent looking. (laughs) Like, she might feel sorry after lighting your cat on fire. It's that kind of sadistic innocent oh god he's gonna choke her with her own pigtails (laughs) anyways when a porn star is gagging on a cock i'd like to see some sincerity in your eyes so i'm gonna cast the blonde chick from riverdale 
I feel like we could dye her hair black and she'd make for a great Wednesday. Oh, and I guess I need three more people to play the dark, twisted, and incredibly kinky Wednesday Adams, right? You know, this is a, this is a, uh, this is an art film. So I'm gonna, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna fill in the other scenes with uh, Zendaya, uh, anyone who's ever played Rizzo from Greece, and let's go with Miley Cyrus. And that's Cast That Poor and brought to you by HotMovies.com. You can get 20 free minutes on top of any package you sign up for, including the free trial, when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use promo code MANHOR at checkout. One more time, that's promo code MANHOR at HotMovies.com. And now let's get to the show. <laughs> Natasha Chandel. Hello, hello. Uh, host of the uh, podcast, Kind of Dating. Yes, that is yes. me. Um, now, before we were talking, uh, before we turned the mics on, you were saying that you don't get dick pics like on I the never regular. never get dick pics. As I'm a, like, what the fuck? As a, you, I think you phrase it, a dating influencer. Yes. Is that, I was like, is, I, I saw that and I was like, am I supposed to be calling myself I that? Know, I was like, I just have recently, I been doing this wrong? You know why? It's because I don't like being called an expert and they always say you're a dating expert. Same. And I, I, my thing is just, I don't believe anybody's an expert, mm. even like half of these coaches. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. really? You're a fucking expert. Especially like, you in read the realm it, of dating. Yeah, like, I'm this just like, science. nobody is. And um so I, I just don't like the connotations of that or or somebody being like, well, you know the answer. I'm like, yeah. there is no answer. If there was an answer, somebody would have figured it out by now. And, and made yeah. so much money. So much money. <laughs> right. It's like, no, but there is an answer for you, specific to you. Yes. Uh, but there's no like, yeah. you know, o- overriding cheat Yeah. Code. So I say influencer because I'm experienced mm-hmm. and I, I have, you know, decent head on my shoulders so I can kind of give you like two cents that hopefully makes like, Kind of sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so as, but as a, not only just like a woman on the internet, but like someone who works, who, you know, talks about sex and dating on the internet and getting no dick pics. I was like so shocked because like I get dick pics. Yeah. It surprises Uh, people on apps, on social media. I have never, I've gotten uh, two dick pics ever. One was from an ex. And so that was, though I didn't solicit it, but it was cool because. He had a giant cock, so I was like, "That's awesome." This is an aesthetically um, pleasing yes, dick, um, and I'm familiar with it. I yeah, know it I does was like, good "Oh, work. okay, yeah." The other one was just like this kid who picked me up at a bar, and I didn't want to talk to him. My friends were like, "Dude, stop being like, a, just fucking talk to him." I was like, "Man, he's younger than me. I don't want to." Uh-huh. They're like, just and then of course, exactly he did what I thought he would do as a fucking child, as he not a child, guys. He was. 20 something he's but, immature um, yeah and early 20s and um he sent me uh it wasn't even a dick pic it was like his, just like in a wreck dick through his through his boxer briefs oh. and i was like okay and i just literally i looked at it and i threw my phone from my hand. i was like <laughs> you're a baby get away from me i was like and i just told him i was like please don't don't do that um i'm just shocked that there's none of, especially on the social media because that's like the number one yeah. complaint i hear from every what kind of all vibe? my girlfriends it's so funny because like my girl i have girlfriends who have like 200 followers on instagram <laughs> and they're like some guy followed me sent me a dick pic i'm like i'm not saying you know i, I have a decent following never 85 percent men yeah. according to my insights and never have gotten one and on apps have never gotten one but i also think it's because 
and I've sort of called my girlfriends out because my girlfriends always say like they're mad that they get dick pics and they're like, what the fuck, man? Like this guy just suddenly sent me right. a dick pic on an app. It's so rude. And what? And I always say like, it's how you present yourself to a guy. Yeah. So like how uptight is your presentation yes, on Tinder? Exactly. That's my question. So, well, I'm not, I don't, I'm not on <laughs> Tinder, but when somebody hits me up because I just don't want that from, for me, like from a fucking stranger, I'm like, dude, leave something to a, fu-. and, and here's the truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the fucking truth to dudes. Your dicks are not that attractive. It's not like, like, I know, I know they are. I know you get requested a lot. <laughs> not mine. Like, oh, 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 I don't think mine have, is. No, no, no. I just mean like <laughs> girls in general, we have so many discussions about this and we're like, man, like, why do guys send dick pics? Like, it's really not that like an aesthetically pleasing part of the body to, we're just like you, it's a practical use thing mm. and it's not a, a pretty even even a fucking cunt that way. I'm like, man, really, guys? Like, boobs I get. Boobs I get. But I get. Pussies, it really, it's going to have to have character. Because I'll put it this way. I, I feel like a Volvo yeah, is way hotter. what's a character hotter. for you? I don't know. Like, so, something going, I prefer it attached to a person. But when it's like that up close shot, like not lips, as much for no me. Li- like, less lips? What are we thinking? I Dark, like it light, what zoomed we- out. I like it. I like it to be... If I want it zoomed in, like I'd rather just actually be in my face, not yeah. on my phone. Otherwise, I want to see you. Like when that's like, that I get. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like that. When people makes try to send sense. me nudes on like Reddit or any sort of whatever site before yeah. we're actually going to meet up, they'll be like, "Oh, you want to see some nudes?" I'm like, I'd really rather see a G-rated full body shot of you. Like that's what I want to yeah. see. We'll work our way through the that disrobing I agree. later. I feel like women's bodies are attractive to look at. So like. I get that part. Mm. The actual pussy itself, I'm like, I I just don't. Like, even for a guy, like, I think a whole picture is more like, oh, okay, you can envision something with it. But just this one thing, I'm like, man, like, there's nothing. (laughs) Like, I've already, I've already had a few of these. Like, this, this isn't some like mind blowing thing. At that point, I'm like, just, I'd rather you fuck me than send me a fucking picture, you know, of it. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> and uh, so you don't want the di- basically you're in an ideal scenario. You're not getting the dick pics. You don't want. The I don't dick want pics. them either. So this uh, is definitely my like, hey guys, if you follow scenario. me now, do yeah. not <laughs> do not use that as an excuse. But I'm to just send saying. But I do joke about it where I'm like, man, why not? Because even on my Instagram, I told you the story that um, uh, I I posted a picture recently where I was topless, but I was covered with my arm, mm. um, and I had jeans on. And uh, it got shared by a influencer in India who uh, is known to have a very sexy account. She has like 500,000 whatever. Yeah. She shared on her stories and for some reason said, follow this cutie. And I was like, oh, shit. And so like overnight got like 6,000 something followers all from India. Right. Dudes. And my friends were like, get ready because you are going to get dick pics on end. Mm, drowning. Nothing. I got all these like very polite, hi, ma'am, you are so, I mean, I got the like, you are so, you, you know, you're you're so hot. Take your shirt off. Are these like a far, couple of are that. these foreign? Yeah, yeah. Like foreign all guys because they're all India. following an yeah. India account. But yeah. they're usually the ones that send a lot of explicit kind of pictures and stuff and like nothing. So I was just like, hey, man, like one guy was he had a fan account. So he was very like, 
do you have any bikini pictures? Do you have anything with more cleavage? Yeah. And I think when I just stopped responding when he said that, he immediately himself like an hour later was like, I'm very sorry, ma'am. I should never have talked to you that way. You got blah, grandma blah, blah. vibes. And I was just They're like, like <laughs> totally. I was like, that's cool, man. Like, I'll talk to you and it's like half decent or respectful. <laughs> but when it goes like a vibe, I'm like, I'm good. Or I, I want to do and I want to go and take another look at like all your socials and get an idea of like, what is this presence? Because you know what it is? It's it, grammar. Is I have grammar? A, I have a thing. I tell mm-hmm. people I'm like, when somebody says, how are you? Right. I'm well, comma, thanks, period. Yeah. Like, but when you use the word well. I'm like, that already tells you you're talking to somebody with like half a brain because I'm mm. sorry, that's just proper grammar. Right. If somebody says, I'm good, are you, you're like, oh, you're, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you know what's funny about the, those like uh, Indian accounts are just like those general, like um, whether it's like Middle, Middle Eastern Indian accounts, like I get random messages from them too. Oh, yeah. Now, sometimes they say like, hey, take your shirt off because they think I'm a chick because they saw a different photo of mine of someone else. But uh, I get a lot of messages from like random foreign dudes uh, who saw a, a promo uh, image for like one of my porn star guests yeah. and then are begging me for the contact info of these porn stars. Like that's my Instagram. So I feel is, like there are some like decent pictures in there, but I get nothing ever. <laughs> but just the idea is like wholesome emojis. I I am I am shocked. I you I think you need to fi- solve the mystery even, and then even, and teach is, women how to put the off picture. the same vibe. This is the picture, and you know, <laughs> I mean, it got a lot of. There were a couple in this one. Actually, they lectured me. The ones who followed me also lectured me that I that I was an Indian girl and I took a nude. And I was like, it's not really a nude. My fucking yeah. arm was covered. I was like, I'm I'm more nude in a bikini than I right. am in this, but. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just don't get them. Yeah, that's why you got you got all the most uh, puritanical like and, Indian and fo- yet I get followers. shit on. It's so funny because yet I get shit on by regular people, mm-hmm. like whatever my regular friends who are like my account is so sexy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, there's no winning because to like in the sexy world, in the real sexy well, world, you weren't born with I'm a like cock. A you were not supposed to yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is. I was like, jeez, <laughs> can't 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 beat him. Uh, do you get, do you have to like, how do you have to, do you get an influx of dick pics when you're dating? No. No. Just, no. The, I, just to follow you around for 48 hours and be, and it's, it's crazy. Like I said, I think you but, need to, uh, But I do have a thing. Maybe it's because I do tell people, this is so anti you, but um, I am very cool with my friends doing whatever the fuck they want, mm. like sexed away, do whatever. Sure. Um, I have a rule that I don't. I, in pictures for sexting, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with like, te- like texting, like sex, like sexting, it's like, not anti like me. talking. I don't like to no, do no, it either. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, if it was even a, like a fucking FaceTime or something, that I'm still okay with. But a picture, I'm very not because mm. I also have a thing. It's a little egoic, but I'm like, bitch, you should remember me. I'm like, you should know what this shit looks like. It's 2019. Like. We don't remember anything. I don't give a fuck then. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, Holding you got a high a, bar, whole, high standard. A little bit. Yeah. So then how, what, what other high standards do you have to date you? There are none. There's no, there's no high standards. That's standard the only that. one? My thing like, is, my don't thing is send res- me dick pics. No, my, my thing is respectful. Any. Like, okay. you got to be respectful sure. with me, um, which doesn't mean like speak properly or so it just means treat, treat me like a, a, a nice person. If somebody says mm. like, you should do this with me. I'm very like, oh, I should do a lot of things. Are you asking me? Yeah. Like, because then I will go out with you. But if you're like, you should come with me to a bar today, I'm like, 
mm-hmm. like I should do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like that kind of stuff where it just comes off like very insecure versus just be a fucking nice dude, man. And it sounds like, and, and I know there are women who are not um, um, innocent of that either, but totally. It's not like, it sounds like we might be nitpicking on language of like using, because sometimes requests like that, we're talking one or two word difference from that vibe to like a super respectful, giving you agency vibe. Mm -hmm. So it it sounds nitpicky, but it's like actually a big deal because someone says to be like, hey, you should come over right now and you've and we've never spoken. Start with like, hi, hello. I follow, I love your Instagram account or I listen to your podcast yeah. or like we went to class together. At least give us a context for who's trying to make such a demand. Well, here's the thing. I have learned the hard way. Uh-huh. I used to be the cool, like I, you know, we did an episode on the podcast on cool girl syndrome where it's like, I used to play totally cool when a guy said, you should come, you should meet me at a bar tonight. I was like, okay. Because I, I was insecure myself Mm -hmm. at the time and i was like oh oh i just want to go out with him so okay so i would drop what i was doing and i would meet him at a bar if he said it's 10 o'clock like you should meet okay and now when i did that i realized those people weren't respecting me Mm -hmm. and they never treated me properly in the relationship Mm -hmm. the people who did were the ones who spoke to me like they would speak to somebody they actually wanted to be with and so like one thing I, I talk a lot about is like guys, you know, I've grown up with boys my whole life. Y'all are, y'all put girls in categories right away. I put guys in category. I'm like, nah, this is just a flex. This is potential. The flex, I don't give flex a fuck starter. what I, you know, I'm like, whatever, man. Like, it's I don't. A fancy yeah. football lineup. Kinda. I'm like, hey, man, like, I don't need to worry about how this fucking shit comes off. Right. The potential you put your best foot forward. You know, mm. you're like, this This might lead somewhere. So I, I want him to see properly. You categorize the that, where the potential for that connection could go yeah. and then you treat them accordingly. And, and guys do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why they talk about like the girl you're going to fuck versus the girl that's like a wife material, you know? and Or the, the weekday girl, the weekend girl, like the, whatever you want to call it. Um, and for me, I'm like, I don't believe in marriage, but I want to be in a relationship. So... When I date somebody, I now am a little bit more like, oh, well, like, will you correct yourself with that? If like, I don't make it like a angry thing, that's my like, I, I'll never come up to somebody and be like, oh, well, I, I should do something and make it a fight. I just make it like a gentle little like, oh, yeah, I should do a lot of stuff. Are you asking? And I put yeah. a smiley face and then. You know. I mean, like the best, like it's 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 such a subtle difference between like you should come out right now to like, hey, I'm at this bar, like it'd be cool to see you. Like yes. you free, you want to come out, want to join us? Yes. Like it's that it's that much of a difference. That's exactly it. Or just uh, like asking somebody, and like, yeah, I have a thing about don't tell people what to do. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, present them as even for me. Like if I'm if I'm really into a guy and I'm out with my girlfriends, I'll be like, hey, you know, not sure what you're doing right now. I'm at this bar. If you free up. You know, would love right. to see you if you're around. Like, and I understand where some of it comes from. Like, some of it can just be excitement, and then you're yes. not thinking because totally. you're so excited. Some of it comes from entitlement attitudes and yeah. all that bullshit. But like, just like in anything, when we're super excited about someone, it's like let's all take a deep breath yeah. before we send something we can't unsend. Unless exactly. it's an Instagram DM, yeah. which I learned apparently you can unsend, and that's terrifying. Oh yeah, you can. You I had can no unsend. idea. And on WhatsApp, you can unsend <laughs> or I delete. I don't fucks with the WhatsApp. I don't fuck enough international chicks. For yeah, that, I yeah, think. yeah. Um, I'm but, a. I, I have a lot of WhatsApp. 
Wow, what's that? Well, you're yeah. Canadian, right? Yeah, I have friends yeah. from all over. So, well, what's uh, are you like vaguely in my age range, like maybe thirties, late twenties, yes, something yeah, like this? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so like what? So we grew up like s- similar time periods. Like, mm-hmm. what was dating life like in Canada? In Canada, like, is there like a dating cultural difference at all? You know, it's because I was always in serious relationships when I was in Canada, so. Um, but my girlfriends now complain like a motherfucker mm-hmm. to me about how hard it is out there, uh, which to me probably like it makes me laugh because I still feel like Canadian guys are the nicest <laughs> ever. Yeah. I'm like, I actually feel ugly when I go to Canada because in that? New York, you're so used to like you'll stand on the corner of a curb in wherever and guys are hollering at you mm-hmm. all the time. They're like gorgeous. God bless you, whatever. I come to Canada and I'm standing in like a nice dress, like at a club or a lounge. Nothing. Like, they look down, they're like, Guys, oh, like, hello, well, ma'am. They, they just uh, I hope don't you have a pleasant evening. Yeah, they just don't. <laughs> yeah. But now it's, a, now it's a little different. I feel like now people are a little bit more, there's a little bit more of a pickup culture and all that shit. But um, I still think it's more polite than here. Yeah. But my girlfriends complain. Okay. They and say it's not not like not a lot of people who want to get in relationships, but everybody I know is in a relationship in Canada. So I don't know. Mm. So you have this show, Kind of Dating. Yep. Over 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. Mazel. Very oh God, fun. It's a lot. So many. My most committed relationship. Your most committed relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- I, I like to think of this as my most steady job I've ever had. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's pretty wild. And so do, did anything, were you already the type of, like before we, when I walked in the door, you were giving dating advice oh my to a friend on the yeah. phone. Have you always been that person? Did, did that increase? I found that when I started doing the podcast and talking openly about things like non-monogamy or sex parties or whatever... I started getting those questions okay. privately from comics. Then be like, oh, like we're thinking about opening up a relationship. What do you think? And I'm like, oh, like we've never spoken before outside of an open mic. Maybe mm-hmm. like, you know, so did you be, did, uh, were you always that person or did that increase when you started the show? I mean, it definitely increased after the show, but I was always that person. Yeah. Um, and I think it was also just because I, think I it's had your no, so many no da- dick pic vibe. I know. I think no, it's because I've had so many dating Auntie stories Natasha. and I've dated. <laughs> every type of person like i dated the uh you know i've been in like the four-year relationship i've been with the one night stand i've been with the phd and mm. i've been with the guy who didn't graduate high school i've been with the jock i've been with the drug addict i've been with the sex addict i've been with the you know, like every type of person your coworker to you know sure. i've just literally dated so much that there just came a point that I, I sort of became the story person, but mm. also the person who learned from it. So everybody kind of came to me. And the podcast, like the perspective I kind of bring is like I was a hardcore relationship girl who got in an abusive relationship and then became the hardcore commitment phobe. So mm. I was like, oh, can't beat him, join him. And then I went the other way for five and a half years. And I would just like, be like, hey, man, I just wanted to flex. I was like, dude, you do you, I do me. I don't need to know what you're doing. Don't ask me what I'm doing. Fuck off. Like, I let's hang right. out. I don't need to text you all day. Like, and inevitably, no matter what, they would always come back and be like, well, will you be my girlfriend? I'm like, dude, I said on date one, <laughs> I didn't want to be your girlfriend. And this wasn't reverse Yeah, psychology. I dated a lot of y'all in my yeah, early yeah, yeah. 20s. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, was, <laughs> I started yeah. this thing because the women wouldn't date me, but they would 
Flex me? Is that what you call it? Flex? What's that? Yeah, it's a Canadian term. We it's call a it Canadian flex. term? Yeah. That's such an aggressive like a, term for the like Canucks, a flex, you know? A flexible relationship. Okay, okay. Where you're just like, oh, you're just flexing. So, I mean, and don't, don't you just, don't you dare say you're just smack in the middle now, but like no. you, uh, from one side of the pendulum to the other, now where no, do you find now, yourself lying? No, now I say I'm a, I'm a reformed commitment phobe, which does mean like I do have a tendency to... To want to just be free, mm-hmm. but but I I want to be in a committed relationship. Committed so, relationship. Yeah. Does non-monogamy appeal to you? Because it combines no. both freedom and commitment. No, I'm no. not good at sharing. That's not the good problem. At I know myself so well. I I kind of I'm like, oh, would I love the idea? I'm like, not really, because like it's more me. It's mm. more like I would be annoyed if somebody else were with somebody else. So I'm like, I just know it's not my personality. But I don't believe in marriage and everybody confuses that. They're like, so you don't believe in marriage, so you just want an open relationship. I'm like, motherfucker just means I don't believe in a ritual of some fucking piece of paper. I, I just want to be with one person. Don't these but assumptions like, just suck? How about you just ask me exactly. what not wanting to get married yeah. means? Then people like lecture me all the time about it. They're like, really? So you don't blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Dude, don't equate the wrong All I gave you was one piece of information. Does this not give you now 10 new pieces of information that you didn't even ask about? Yeah. I on a similar in a similar vein. I don't like when people assume poly means not serious. They're like, oh, so you're not into serious dating? I was like, yeah, that's literally what that's about. It's about I like to seriously date people. I like emotions and feelings. But I also believe I can do that with more than one person yeah, at yeah. a time. Uh, totally. but, but if they would just ask, but like instead, it's similar. It's all the. It sounds like we're nitpicking language, but it matters. It's like yeah. the difference between saying, "Oh, so you're not serious?" to "Oh, what does that mean for you?" I'm not familiar with that topic. I haven't met someone who's not into dating into marriage before because I grew up in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Please tell me what what is your ideal relationship look yeah. like? But everyone just wants to make fucking assumptions and talk shit. Yeah, I mean the the poly thing for sure. I get a lot too because um. Uh, because I say I don't believe marriage, people are like, so you're poly. And I'm yeah. like, whoa, 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 where does that go? Like, I'm Wait. not, and I have, I have friends who are You're looking in, back like, did I say that? Where? Yeah. I was like, I have friends who are in poly relationships. We've done episodes on it. I respect the lifestyle. I respect everybody's lifestyle. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just saying this is what works for me. I'm not saying that and I'm married to anything in stone. It's just, this is my preference. If, mm. if I got it, if I got to pick myself, it would be this. Um, but but I also am very aware that like with poly relationships, I'm like, man, I, I'm I am so fucking like I can barely get back to one person. Yeah, I would not have the fucking mental energy to get back to multiple people, even if I connected. I'd be like, I just don't have the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so well, I just know that about me. You're a hardworking, you know, yeah. professional writer. Hey, no, uh, hey. here in, in sunny Los Angeles, <laughs> working in entertainment. You're busy. I get it, you know. Uh, I'm only just now starting to realize, like, <laughs> oh, I got to deprioritize some of this. So, you know. Yeah, totally. Many- I mean, that's what I had to kind of do to just get work off the ground, too, is I had to just chill on the dating thing. I wasn't even, I've never, like, really pushed the dating thing, but it, you know, in life, it just happens, and that's yeah, I mean, great. When you look the way you do, dating does kind of come to you. You know? Uh, that is, like, some of yep. us have to start a podcast. Oh, no, please. Um, no, <laughs> some of us just had to uh, be out there. I just scare the <laughs> shit out of people regardless. So I get, I don't get as many dates as people think. <laughs> I'm like, I scare them in life. I scare them in text. Mm-hmm. So it's the grandma vibe, like we said. Well, so, but now... 
you mentioned also like I think off mic you said something about like people field you BDSM offers, but you're not into BDSM. No, I'm not saying I'm not into it. Oh, actually, okay, I've just it. never. So uh, I matched with somebody before. So I'm not in an app now, but I was on Hinge for a little mm. bit, and then I matched with this really cute guy, and I was like, oh, cool. And um, he said, hey, I have a really important question. Like his third text to me, and I sure. was like, okay. And I'm going preparing for. Do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Because he said he was a little older. So I was like, okay. And he goes, um, are you into BDSM? Because I really am. And it's a hu- it's a very important thing to me. So at that point, I was like, oh, shit. I think he's not. So I said to him, I was like, yeah. well, I'm, I'm definitely open to something. I'm just not sure it'll be at your level. level. Like, I'm definitely uh-huh. open to some stuff I know that there might be some stuff I'm probably not but so I just didn't and I felt like on a third text it I didn't feel comfortable enough really asking him what level he's at so I was like (laughs) this is you already made it yeah awkward like but I I also understand why he felt like he needed to ask that so there was like no right answer for it in a way like I kind of got his point where he probably has done this a lot and then a week into talking to somebody he'll drop it and then it fucks them up but I also think like maybe I don't know just wait like a little bit more or lead into it yeah it's like this or isn't fet life what like he's it's into, not the- so it's not like the other person asking you I don't know I don't know what the answer would have been but I felt like I wasn't gonna ask oh yeah no for sure well I, I brought that up to 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 ask like since doing the podcast of you are you like learning about new topics you didn't know about before like were you super versed in poly before the show or did go did you learn more about it, like through the course of the show i've definitely learned more for sure um i i learned about poly because i was working on a show called utopia oh. um, on fox and there was a polyamorous uh participant that we had mm. who's pretty Famous in the poly world, Dedeker Winston. Dedeker Winston, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. yeah multi So Dedeker, yes. So she was on it, and um, and so you know we were exposed to this to new, this world, yeah, this and then world. she's been on the podcast, and then I've had other people. I think there are definitely new things like asexuality. Mm. I never even really considered it, which is silly, but I was like, oh fuck, there are people who don't feel like this is something they need or um yeah like the levels of bdsm like stuff i didn't your mind just goes to pop culture references of something right not which are like like, not always the the kindest and so yeah so um or just like things that yeah there's a lot that i that i haven't known about or people's struggles like i get a lot of messages from people who are disabled, actually, mm. who say, like, we love an episode on dating as a disabled person. And I was like, oh, fuck. Didn't think. Don't even, yeah. That, what would their struggle be like going through something like this? And and what's the, what's the right way to approach it? Taking, you know, taking the able-bodied person into consideration also as the the person who's disabled so yeah. it's it's interesting there's yeah. so much or even uh it's like we don't even know what we don't know like i don't know if you've even thought about um people who have unrealizable sexual fantasies yes. like you think about the vor people mm-hmm. and now that vor person to be wait f- what's vor see i don't know this yeah it's just oh boy uh it's just it, do you ever see saw or like it's like or hostile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen Saw. You remember That's Queen why. of the Dam where they're pulling out the intestines? Maybe so people are like turned on by that. Isn't that like um, 
isn't there something called like, like snuff porn and stuff? Like snuff that... porn doesn't actually exist according to the oh, FBI, okay. but like yeah, that but that's the concept that exists. But um... the FBI apparently actively looks for this and have yet to found an actual case. They're usually always really? like deep fakes or well produced. Like, I did an abnormal psych class and we were. People are into that, but the oh, idea is that they, like they haven't been able to find authentic videos. But just the because idea because it'd be considered murder. Oh yeah, it'd be hundred percent murder. Now so, there was there is a case in I think it was Germany, like in this last ten or twenty years, where like the uh, one guy found the other guy and they agreed like to cut off. Oh my god, they cut off the dude's penis, cooked it. They both ate it together. Then the they killed the then the two of them killed this one. The guy kills this other guy and then eats the rest of them. And then that guy, yeah, goes to murder, but not snuff porn because they never taped it. They missed out on a, a, a unique marketing opportunity. They'd be like, we could corner the market wow. with snuff porn. Jeez. Yeah, that was a real thing. That guy's still in jail. Thank uh, God. That was wild. But like, but Crazy. but you think about it, the guy who's like saying, yeah. I need to have my dick cut off and yeah. eaten and fed to me yeah. to feel 100% sexually satisfied have you ever felt in your life during an altercation maybe like some really good sex have you ever felt you left it going like i am a hundred percent satisfied by what happened maybe not often You're, yeah 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 there, there i hear there's times. an orgasm gap yeah or something, yeah but, there, there right. have been times for sure someone needs that to happen yeah. for to feel that Wow. And that's that kind of saddens me because I'm like you're like just never gonna be satisfied fully. Well, also that's definitely like let's keep it real. That's a much deeper thing. Yeah, or than people who sexuality. like to pretend to be centaurs. Just the idea yeah. of like there are things where I'm like, you'll never get to fuck as a centaur. And I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry yeah. for you that yeah. you don't get to do that. Yeah. But that's the thing is like some part of the definitely that we have been t wanting to t do a fantasy versus IRL episode for uh -huh. a long time, and it's kind of like definitely that that video games porn all this stuff creates this world a fantasy that like so many people are not feeling satisfied anymore mm. but to me that kind of comes down to a deeper issue of unsatisfaction in other things that you're seeking from this part of your life that's probably just not coming from something else in your life well we also want to be careful like not to take a fetish and you know, consider it trauma or lack of something i yeah, mean yeah, definitely yeah. that's going to exist totally. in some cases fetish is different right but that's what i'm talking about the, yes. that, like a vor guy like that like yeah. that's an actual that's a fetish that's a yeah. that for that person it's sexual but a fetish is like an additional thing common misconception at least my understanding has been like and i'm still working on how i do this on stage so this is not gonna be yeah, that yeah, funny yeah. but it's the only thing i've thought of so far is that like a a, a, a kink is like a like a, a Settlers of Catan expansion pack. You don't need it to play the game. It makes it a lot more fun, mm. whatever. Uh, but a fetish is the dice. Like without the dice, you can't play Settlers of Catan. It's just, no, got it's it. not going to be fun for you. Got it, got it, got uh, it. And, and so the fetish is like that deep need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I don't know, it makes me sad. But then it, it's like, I think that's what, where VR porn and all this, like in yeah. video games and stuff like that, I think yeah. are going to open up opportunities to to fulfill the things. At least mentally. Yeah, at least mentally. Um, yeah. Which can get close. I tried to do that with a chick from Bumble once. Really? What did she you do? She was into Vore. Oh. And then I used... Wait, what's like that? Like what's what specific type? She or sent me some links to the type of porn that turns her on. She's like, this is honestly the only type of thing that gets me wet. And it's like, I guess I'm like semi-famous. Like I, I forget if it's called like Mookie's Kitchen, something like that. 
and it's like these drawings of like people cooking and roasting or eating other people or like preparing a dish um like a woman hogtied on a stick with an apple in her mouth being like roasted over a fire and i used to always joke on the vor people and say that's they, too far did they die I mean, these are cartoons that she sent. Oh me. God! Yeah, no, okay. these are all. It's like a, it's like a like, blog. What a person is being. <laughs> I was like, no. what is this, Queen of the South? Right, right. But these are these are depictions of that. She's like, this Shit. is. She's like, I don't even like sex to be honest. Like, this is the only thing that gets me off. And then she was so hot, like you would never expect. She's like, L.A. super yeah, yeah. hot chick, and I go like. I mean, do you want to cover me in butter? Like, how can we make this happen? Like, I'm kind of, I'm still interested. I'm, I'll be flexible here. Yeah. It was just wild where I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I would never consider that until I was like, well, you're pretty. Yeah, and then <laughs> what? So then what did you do? Uh, she, ended up, uh, she ended up trailing off a bit. Oh, okay. But I was just like, <laughs> I got accidentally invested in this. I was like, no, 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 we can... We can figure. You can just out. give me a hand job. You don't have to be into it. Just like you'll get the satisfaction of me and butter and preparing me, and then you don't actually eat me, and then like I get off, and then. Uh, but yeah, but she, but she was, all, but see, like she wasn't even really into the sex part. She was just she, into these images, it, right? So when she meets up with people, I was trying to figure out a way that we could like semi actualize mm. her fantasy. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But uh, yeah, so do you? Do are, are you? Do you consider yourself fairly vanilla, fairly mainstreamy? Um, probably more on the mainstream. I mean, I, I, uh, have definitely like done some fun stuff. I'm sure. But, um, but I wouldn't go, like, I, I don't think I would, would, uh, I don't know what the right term is. Cause I don't want to say like something not usual. Cause I'm like, what the fuck is usual and not usual, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I guess I would say may, maybe more mainstream. Sure. Let's just say that. That's the safer. That's the safer, safer safe word here. <laughs> safe word. Oh, <laughs> now know. we're going into a kinkier territory. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. With that one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like, uh, I love playing. I love mm. like, like some domination and stuff like that. I just don't like anything when, for me, when it goes too extreme or like I'm going to get hurt. I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah, you don't, you're not like. I want to, I was still want, I just want the pleasure part, not the hurt part. Yeah, I'm not a pain slut. Yeah, yeah. I do the same thing. I'm very subby. I like it psychological. Yeah. But like, I don't want you to actually hurt me. I love, like, and I'm still open to like trying things out. Mm. I've just, nothing painful. Sure. for sure, yeah. for sure. Like so, I've been like the like the choking thing, which is like cool. Like I like being choked a little, but like one guy like choked, and I was like, "All right, buddy, like okay. I don't want to die." Tap out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, "This is like a wrestling match." Suddenly, I'm like, "Tap out." I'm also finding out that I'm just like bad at that stuff. Yeah. Like I remember when I learned, I was like, I was with an ex of mine, and I was like spanking her, and I thought, and she likes to get spanked, so I would like spank yeah. her regularly. And then one time, like on my birthday. She had like a friend over and like that friend's partner were just kind of hanging around and then they started like soft playing together like some BDSM and and like me and the guy were just watching and then she uh, her friend said, do you want to do you want to learn how to spank her? I'm like, sure, because the chick's like a professional dominatrix yeah. getting like free lessons. So she starts spanking her the exact way I spank. And I'm like, oh, sick. I got this down. I know what I'm doing. And then after like a minute or so of that, <clears throat> she looks at me and she's like, Okay, cool. So those are warm up spanks. They prepare the ass to be spanked. I was like, "Fuck, my spanks are warm up spanks." Oh shit! Oh no, I gotta get better at this. 
<clears throat> or like uh, the chick I'm dating now, like taught me, I thought I was choking the right way the whole time. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you have to choke this way. And I was like, wait, have I been accidentally almost murdering people yeah. in bed for years? <laughs> Shit. And, and girls don't say, a lot of girls don't say anything. Yeah. I mean, I didn't correct that dude. But then I also was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to correct, be choked. You didn't correct the dude who, who was choking you too Yeah, hard? well, I mean, I told him to tap out. I was like, hey, buddy, sure. let's, let's chill out a little. But I didn't tell him after. I was like, this is an awkward fucking conversation. Because like, I also didn't expect him to do that. I didn't ask him to fucking choke me. He just started choking me. And I was like, all right. Yeah, but it's also your bodily safety. Like, yeah, what, yeah, why yeah. do you think you're not speaking No, up? I mean, I was younger. I was so young sure. at the time. So like, I wasn't going to say anything. Now I would probably fucking say something. Uh-huh. But, and this is why I always say like, even on the podcast, like younger girls don't say as much because they're trying to play cool girl. Like I was like, oh, just play cool. And like you were fine with this, like or you've been used to this. And then I was like, I wasn't. Or if I do this, I'll get this other relationship thing. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, just play cool. And that'll lead to he'll be like, she's a cool girl. And I want to be with the cool girl. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nobody does that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was an inflection point for you when you started kind of advocating for yourself in the bedroom more? Um, it was probably, let's see, it was, it was, it was, um, this is a really good question. I'm trying to see if there was like a specific time that after that guy, I kind of remember saying more mm-hmm. like, Hey, this is what I want and this is what I don't want. Or, let's, you is know, that, but in like a nicer like- way, I'm, I'm still not like a very demanding type of huh. like, I'll, I'll like coax the guy into something, you know, I'm like, Oh this way try it this way you know right. it would get me this yeah um so it's not like uh you know like you see in the movies like some women are like no up no left here touch the in like what movies and, are you watching <laughs> like in fucking whatever movies like i feel like you always see like when when the there's like an empowered woman yeah. and she's just telling the guy what to do and i'm like i don't know if that you want to try to keep still keep the vibe yeah sexy. i want him to feel like he's like still I wonder if it was know. the choking guy, that guy, was that the, was that the, the he only? Was, he was a financial analyst who was on Adderall. <laughs> so it, it was not a, ple- like, right. he, it was like getting fucked by a bunny rabbit. It was like, I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. But he was so hot. And I was like, all right, man, I'll fucking stick this out. So yeah, do you, do you, do you, do you allow bad sex from hotter people? Like the hotter you are, the worse you can be at sex? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. It's true. But, but. Uh, there are some trolls who will fuck you I so much better than I know, the hot finance but guy. I'm saying that like I didn't, I, I would never consider them for like a real relationship, but yeah. I'll fuck them yeah. because <laughs> like they're still hot. Now with them, what do you, but if the sex is bad and you're like, he's the only thing he's bringing to the table for the most part is he's hot. Yeah. What do you get from that? I mean, it's not like the sex is horrible. I'm not saying like, it's just not as like, how, like a girl's not really gonna feel much when she's getting fucking jackhammered with so, nothing else yeah, going on but then there's yeah. like other times that we were together that he wasn't like fully jackhammering me it was just fast and I was like okay you know but I mean you're still turned on because yeah. you're still attracted to the person so there's definitely that um but yeah I mean you know girls are as vain as guys <laughs> you, you guys will fuck a girl just cause she's hot uh, yes and no I don't know I like the thing what? that was well that is a thing I was. I you I, said that this this bitch was like hot, and so you were you were willing to try to put fucking butter on yourself because it would be an interesting scene, and I love a good scene. Do you get this with the you know with having the podcast? You go on dates and you sit down, and yeah. they start with just like so. I listen to the podcast, yeah. 
Actually, I get, because I'm a woman, I get the, um, so you're going to, such insecure dudes. Like, this is how I also weed people out now. Like, yeah. I don't hide that I have a podcast. Sure. And, but, you know, my podcast is not about my day-to-day life and it's not about me in real time. It's stories that have come up as a way to get, like, my my guests open up yeah. as a way of that, too. Uh, but I never talk about somebody by their first name. I never say anything in real time. So when a guy comes to me and without knowing what the podcast is, which is a simple fucking Google search, which right. shows me <laughs> your fucking mental capacity, is like he'll say, oh, so you have a dating podcast, so you're going to talk about me? Yeah, probably. I'm Actually, probably going to talk about how you said that. I literally <laughs> tell them, I'm like, well, if you don't do anything dumb, I won't talk about you. Uh-huh. And then And then they're just like, oh. Okay. And I'm like, yeah. So, and also too, the podcast is not about me and it's like us exploring a dating topic. And then they're like, oh, okay. Okay. But then I have found that like people I've been in long-term relationships with, they end up listening to the podcast in the beginning, feeling very uncomfortable and then getting off of it. They're like, we feel, we felt like we learned more about you that we want to know in real life. I'm like, well, you should just ask better questions. <laughs> like, if you ask more questions, I'll answer it. Yeah. So. It's, it is it is odd. Um, I you would, get I, that? You must. I feel like yours would make things more difficult. Like, as in people would be like, oh, my God, are you going to tell everybody what we did? I'll be like, uh, you know, it depends. Also, like, because my guests sometimes are, sometimes now are, are past partners. So right. they think like, are you just trying to get like guests for your show? And I'd be like, no. But, but if you're open to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I get that. It's For me, it's a nervous energy of like, oh, what do I have to explain? Like, which one did you hear? Like, what? I, if they say that, I'll be like, do you have questions? Let's get this out of the way. Did yeah. you hear about the Craigslist thing? Okay, then let's get, ask your questions and then they usually always end up with like, um, so do you get tested? I'll be like, probably more than you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we just like enjoy this whiskey for an hour before yeah. I pretend that I have a you know hair appointment? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Do you get offended when people ask you that? Uh, no, because I just I understand that most of the time it's probably just like attempting to like do humor. Yeah. Um, Has anyone ever asked to show? They're like, show me your last STD test. Oh, oh, you mean STDs? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh STD. I thought you meant about the pockets. The STD oh, stuff? No, um, no, I think it's responsible. I, I have, I'm personally of the stance, which is, I guess, mildly controversial of, uh, I think if you need to know something, you need to ask that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there are laws, depending on the state, about HIV disclosure. Otherwise, assuming you're using condoms, you are protected from the thing you were... Yeah. Even if that person has some sort of SDI, like if, they, if someone has chlamydia and you're using condoms, guess what? You're probably not getting chlamydia. Uh, so, but if you want to, if you want to know about a thing, then you should ask. So, um, the the big one for that is herpes. Is yes. like people are think, well, everyone with herpes should have to disclose. I'll be like, almost eighty percent of people have some have form, of form of herpes. So, every, almost all your partners are lying to you if they're not saying yeah. something. So. Yeah. If you need to know that, mm-hmm. you should say, if that's a risk you don't want to take, yeah, yeah, yeah. you should say, hi, like, do you happen to have herpes? Also, yeah. when you ask, do you get tested? You're not usually tested for herpes. Uh, so, you know, it's just a useless question. So I enjoy someone asking me yeah. because it means that they care about their sexual health. Yeah. Um, usually what I'll respond with is, what does that question mean for you? Yeah. And then how about then? And then they can say, uh, I thought I was just supposed to ask that question. I wasn't expecting a follow-up. Yeah. But then they could say like, which ones they was I tested for? And then I will tell yeah. them, here's what I've been tested for. Here's when. 
and then move forward from there. I do. I don't like it. This, this fucked up thing happened to me in LA like a few years ago. It was a it's like awkward comic chick who picked me up at like a ca- a cafe show. We were in some coffee shop for seven people. Um, picks me up from there. We make plans for a few nights later. I go to her place. We fool around. I go down on her. Uh, we come up. We're making out. I never once ask her to touch my dick. I never once ask her to suck it or do anything. I'm just, I had fun doing what I just did. I'm having fun making out with her there. And then she, uh, pokes at my penis. And at the time I had like, um, like a little polyp on the shaft that I'd had for like a decade. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't like a war. It wasn't anything. I, you know, I asked the doctors, yeah. um, but she's like, uh, you have a little bumpy on your penis. I'm like, it's not called a bumpy. How about yeah. hi? What's I felt? I feel a little thing. Can you tell me what that is? Mm-hmm. I did that. Uh, I did that like last weekend. I was like, I, I noticed that the guy in our threesome had something that maybe looked a little sorry, and I was like, hey, can you tell me a little story about what this is before we're gonna cross pollinate a little bit w- totally. through this woman? Um, but then she said this. Uh, she said, I don't want to suck your dick because you have sex with a lot of people, so you probably have an STD. Uh, that's not chill. Yeah, that's not cool. Especially since I didn't ask well, her also, to do bitch, it. Also, bitch, you just fucking. Why did you even engage with this in the first place? If that's what, if that was your background thought. Yeah. Anyways. Um. So the whole stigma stuff, I I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but otherwise, no. If someone asks me, you know, it just I guess it depends. Why did you ask me if yeah. I've been tested recently? Um, I have a fun sexual health story. Oh, do tell. Uh, where uh, I got I got kind of shit on by a guy for for caring about my sexual health, which was like um, earlier this year, I hooked up with somebody who's actually now famous, which is insane. Congratulations. Um, I'll just go, everyone just go check to see like yeah, which yeah, pilots yeah. got Who greenlit. And then we're gonna, <laughs> we could start to narrow it down. Yeah, you will. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but this person and I hooked up and um, he didn't want to wear a condom or he, do, he did the classic thing that guys do to me, which mm-hmm. is, oh, God, I can't get it up with a condom. Oh, then and I guess so, you're not going to get it up in me. <laughs> so I always say, "Oh well, like I'm I I go dry without without one." So and then they're <laughs> That's like, such a great line. Yeah, and then I they're like, that. "Oh, okay." And so then he, um, <laughs> so then he uh, somehow found a condom, mm. and I was like, "Oh, of course, there it is." Mm. And then so and do you he, not want to just not fuck the person at that point? No, I. Uh, that I no, I let it go. I'm you like, let, it's fine because guys have tried that with me so much mm-hmm. that I'm like, all right, this is clearly a thing. But I've also, you know, as a girl, had had my own scares, and I have learned that this is just not worth it for me. Of course. Um, I also personally, I am not able to take birth control. It's like a, a actual health issue for me. I'm not allowed to. So the only birth control I'm allowed to have is a condom. Yeah. And so. That is very important for me. Um, I don't need to explain all of that to somebody. So I was just like, whatever. So then this guy somehow finds it. We go the first round. Then he wants to go again. I don't have a condom though. Fuck. And then, so I know when this point hits and I go, oh, well, that's okay. Cause I have one if, yeah. And so I go and I get one, which is not like I very rarely like hook up like that, but I know in case it ever happens, I'm never going to be unprepared. Yeah. So, um, cause I've been in those situations. I've got as many condoms as you have hard on. Yeah. You keep, so, you test so I, me, buddy. Yeah. So then I, uh, you know, I brought it out and he deflated and then he was like, oh. And so then I asked him, I was like, wait, is that, and again, I kind of said with a smile, I was like, is that, 
weirding you out that like I had a condom and he was like, no, 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 of course, you're a woman, you're, you know, t- taking Leah in charge. And I was like, mm-hmm. And then, of course, he couldn't, like, perform. He, like, went for, like, two minutes, and he's like, I'm so sorry, it's a condom. I- I'm just sorry. But I knew it was kind of partially in his head judging me. And I was like, really, you're judging me as a grown-ass woman who has had enough sex that I don't need any of this shit but i'm like i have to i'm like i thought he was judging me i think he i think he felt shame for getting caught because like the first time he's like you know i tried to do that move okay fine we got the i have one i have one and then i think he got you called his bluff Mm. you're like it's okay i got one and then he was like i think he felt shame he's like oh now she thinks i just do this Maybe. I mean, I did think that. I was like, this is totally what he does. And so, but I was just like, and he kept apologizing to me on the way out. And he was like, oh, we should do this again. But like, you know what I mean? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. Yeah, of course. And then it didn't happen. And, but we're still friends. We're, we're friendly. And, um, but, but we didn't ever do that again. In my head, I was like, oh, motherfucker was just like judging me for being prepared. That's how I felt. Fuck that guy. Oh God. I, uh, uh, it's, it, I, it's so odd to me. Like I'll hear comics like brag about like raw dogging chicks after shows. I'm like, what are you fucking crazy? Like, I am, uh, I'm just so paranoid about that in my head, mm-hmm. like of what could happen. And two, just like if anybody gets pregnant, I have to deal with it. Not you. It's nine months of my life. <laughs> yeah. The only way I'm going to get you to deal with it if I make this like, you know, a tabloid scandal, yeah. which I don't want to do. Exactly. No, yeah. not right now. <laughs> I'll do that 10 years from now when I'm like, you know, broke or some shit. Yeah, and exactly. I'll do that, but not right, not right now. When when I, I've had some women ask to like raw dog or like on the internet and I just, I instantly like, I don't raw dog, but now I don't even want to fuck you with a condom yeah. because you asked that. Well, this is what I tell people is like, look, raw dogging obviously feels a hundred times better. Right. But the, the way to kind of experience that as long as you know the person is tested mm-hmm. and like clean to your liking is lambskin and like lambskin is amazing really and amazing like that's Do what tell. my ex and i used to use because we were living together and but i i wasn't using um birth control so there came a point that it was like he was doing the pullout thing and then we had kind of a scare and i was like look i I just really don't want to do this again. And so then, but I was like, look, I I heard about lambskin. It's a bit more expensive though. It is more expensive. Like three are are like 20 bucks or some shit. Mm -hmm. But, um, but it was so worth it. Like he loved it and it was expensive, but he loved it. And, um, and so because the lambskin part, I don't even know if it's real lambskin, but whatever it is, it just still feels warm. Like you, it's so thin that it keeps out. Mm. So it keeps you from being pregnant. It won't keep out STDs though. Um, oh, but it'll keep you from okay. getting pregnant. So that's why I was like, if it's with somebody you trust and you know that they're clean and all that stuff, lambskin is a great option. What's it? Okay. So I, what's, what's it? Cause I don't have a vagina yeah, and I also have not been fucked in the ass by yeah. like a, a, a penis before. So I don't know. I don't, What's the feeling difference of a raw cock in you versus a a condom? I think it's just the heat. Is I it really the, just that? I, I think the heat enhances like just the feeling overall. Because um, yeah, it's literally that. Because the latex keeps the heat out, and that's why lambskin feels so much better. Because it feels like there's a real person in you, and there there isn't like 
there's no blockage from that skin to skin contact. Skin to skin contact, no matter what, is always amazing. Mm. And yeah. that's what you get. Yeah. That's literally it. But what feels better than sex without a condom is not peeing fire. Oh, feels yeah. Feels way better. But yeah. Oh, man. I don't, yeah, those, those tricks, those little like, oh, I don't got one. So funny when you get. Oh my god! I've been. I just feel like it's because guys always. They're always like, "No way, a guy told you that." I'm like, I could literally. The amount of times guys have told me two things: I don't have a. Oh fuck! I can't get it up with a, with a condom. But somehow they do when when you bring it out. out. Yeah. (laughs) Um. And two, just just two minutes, which is like just let me raw dog you two minutes, and I'm like, oh, two minutes, and then you're gonna stop, right? Because I'm gonna be like, hey, pull out, and then they're no. I've you give them that much credit that it's like no because you're gonna come in a minute and no exactly <laughs> I know that that's why I don't give uh-huh. them credit but I'm, I just love that they always ask the two minutes like I've had grown at like fucking 40 year old men be like just just two minutes I'm like yeah, that's two? why I'm so I'm shocked like, that you fuck? still fuck them I'm like so shocked you still give well, them the pass because I'm just like man look at that point they're just they're it's, they're trying to take their shot and sure. I get it and <laughs> some some girl out there is gonna be like cool and I'm just like, hey, here's another option. And then that's it. But do I take those people seriously in real life? No. Because mm-hmm. anybody I've actually been in a real relationship with has never done anything like that. They're the first people to be like, here's a condom. They treat it very well. They're very respectful. I just never had to. So those people like, I'll fuck you, but I don't, I'll never want to be in a, sure. something real with you because I'm like, you know. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you? Oh. <laughs> it's like, let's do that first. <laughs> oh, that's real. That's smart. Um, well, I'm on all the social medias. I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook, um, or you could go to NatashaChandel.com or kindadating.com and find us um, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and and Natasha, thank you so much for chatting with thanks me. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, and and want to say goodbye, everybody. Oh, guys, thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Did you enjoy my conversation with Natasha? Did you end the episode kind of wanting some more? Well, then you're in luck because I clipped out the last 10 to 15 minutes of our conversation, and I'm putting it up tomorrow exclusively on Patreon for my $5 and up members. In that one, we're going to talk a lot about her dating life, including, uh, you know, how she's single, but not dating, and why that confuses people. We're also going to talk a little bit about cheating and how one dude cheated on her with a grandma. By the way, all of my $5 and up members do get to enjoy access to over 100 bonus episodes of the Man Whore podcast. So if you're one of those crazy people who binged this entire thing and you finally got here to episode 290 and you're like, ah, I need more, there is. Sign up today, become a member at patreon.com slash podcast. Again, that's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. It's not just supporting the show, you're paying for access to a whole bunch of awesome, badass, bonus content. God, I hate that word. Uh, Let me know what you thought about this week's show. Let me know what you're thinking about Sex in the Quad with Sophia the Intern. You can shout me out on the social medias. You can just search Billy Presida. I pop right up. But on Twitter, I'm at TheBillyProceda. And on Instagram, I am at BillyIsProceda. You can also make a comment and let us know what you think on the Man Podcast Facebook fan page. 
We'll have an episode comment thread going on over there. Next week, we got a doozy. Uh, I'm going to be talking to a fella, a man person, about the man stuff who does a show called Man Amongst Men. A lot of man, a lot of man-man things, manly man stuff, masculine he-man, boy-guy, dude-bro things. Yes, I'm chatting with Dominic Quartuccio. It's a good one. Tune in next week. Enjoy it. Happy Halloween. Stay slutty.